right. All right. We live. We live. Cool. All right. What's happening, folks? You are now tuned into the I Am Set Apart podcast, where I am your host, Daryl Dixon Jr. And today I have a special guest with me. Sir, if you wouldn't mind, introduce yourself. My name is Eddie the Dude Dowd. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, 415-886-536. I don't know where to look. I'm used to looking at the camera. I don't know if I'm no, supposed to look at you. It's a conversation. It's wherever. Wherever. <laughs> All right. I feel uncomfortable not looking at the camera. But um, pleasure to be here. Yeah. <laughs> pleasure to have you, brother. Pleasure to have you. Uh, so for those who don't know, I, um, I'm known, I'm known Eddie hmm, probably on and off for about I want to say a couple years. I met him at Top Flight. Top Flight makes I mean, martial arts. You know? It's been over five, I'd say. Because we're at the old the old spot. Yeah. At the yeah. one uh, on 40, yep. uh, I believe. Yeah. And that was 2000. Um, well, I think we moved to the new spot in 2011, 2012. Right. So it was pre-2011. So really, we, we might have known each other for over 10 years. I was thinking like five, six, but really it's probably... It's probably uh, over 10. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when I first tried to get into the school, it was on the base, and I couldn't get in there. I was, and I was riding a motorcycle, and they wouldn't let me in there. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I think, um, that's when they moved it. Yeah. I, I started like, um, come. I started like right after they moved it. I didn't really know about it on base. Yeah. Um, and then I found out about it, and that's when I started once once they moved off the base. So. I wasn't an OG. I was a, I was an OG, but I wasn't an OG OG like in the base and all. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> so so since we on this topic of uh, where we met, man, um, let the audience know how long you've been fighting or competing. Competing um, for competing. So okay, I started martial arts um, when I was fourteen. I'm twenty seven now. Now. So started like the martial arts fighting, whatever, combat sports journey then. Um, well, I can't say combat sports because I was doing traditional martial arts. Right. So um, pretty much what happened was I was starting, I guess, to go down, not the best road, but I never really got there. Um, and my dad used to do judo back in the day. But my dad, if you're if you're looking to sell something, you know, just if you can, if you can shine something up, my dad will buy it from you. So we walk into an Aikido place and you know they sell them on how great aikido is and i'm like i don't know nothing i was just this like ah, i don't i don't want to do it and um you know so they sell them on this aikido place right. and he ends up signing me up and um and i'm like are you serious i don't want to do this martial arts stuff and um i remember telling my mom i'm like i don't want to do this stuff like and she's like just just give it one chance just go one time and uh and 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 just let let me know how you like it I went one time and I was hooked, and and I thought that that was the greatest thing ever because I, you know, I mean, you're 14, you're around grown men, whatever they tell you, yeah, that's, I mean, that can be good or bad, you know, whatever a grown man tells you when you're that age, you're impressionable, and especially if I'm a little 14, I probably weigh 110 pounds, so a grown man's gonna whatever, no matter what martial arts he's right, gonna he's right. doing, whether it's, you know, something that works or not, he's gonna be able to to have his way over on me right so you know i was convinced okay aikido's the greatest thing since sliced bread and it can beat anybody you know how these you know yeah. traditional yeah. martial arts um senseis or masters or whatever you want to call them talk so um so you know that i was there and 
you know, I remember, you know, I remember hearing about MMA. I, I saw my first MMA fight, and I, I remember the first thing I said about MMA was it was stupid. Like, I had the weirdest journey. Like, I, I'm like, I never watched the Bruce. I still this day, I've never watched a Bruce Lee movie. Uh huh. Like, and, no, and none, 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 none. Oh man. Never watched a Bruce Lee movie. People are like, oh, you probably watched a lot of Bruce Lee. I'm like, yeah. Like, like, I, I think I had the weirdest way in because I didn't want to do martial arts. Uh. I got introduced <laughs> to it. I was hooked the day one. Um, I did watch because I was, it was Aikido first. Um, so I did watch all the Steven Seagal movies. The original oh, three was when he was using the oh, Steven Seagal. Yeah, oh, that guy is crazy though. Um, <laughs> and, um, so, so yeah, I remember watching MMA for the first time. My brother-in-law had it on on his t- TV, and uh, I was like, "This stuff's stupid. Aikido would beat this." So I was like, "You know what? I want to do MMA because what I'm going to do is the way the Hoist Gracie. I remember like one of the first ones I saw was UFC one. Um, I mean, obviously this is past UFC one because that was like around the time I was born. Um, but one of the first ones I saw was that, so I knew who Hoist Gracie was. So I was like, "Well, I'm going to be the Hoist Gracie." But I'm gonna do it with Aikido, uh-huh. so I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, so, um, so you know, I, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna do that, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, I just gotta learn a little bit of Aikido. I, I mean, I got a little, gotta learn a little bit of these other things, so that way I just know what they're doing. I'll stop them and I'll wrist lock them, and I'll be the best thing ever. And um, you know, I, I remember like uh, they showed like a variation of an arm bar, and I was like, okay, yeah, it was like not a arm bar that would even work um but um but yeah so so i was like let me go wrestle you know so i went and got on the wrestling team at school i ended up getting kicked out of that because i couldn't control my whatever you want to call it so um so yeah i ended up i was like i'm gonna go over here to this place called top flight and i'm like you know that way i'm gonna know what they're doing when they're doing this jujitsu stuff the striking stuff so that way i can stop it all and show them that aikido is the best needless to say once you do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for the first time, or or, or rest, like really wrestling with somebody that knows how to wrestle, you find out that your wrist lock stuff is yeah. is not 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 the, the thing that's gonna work, and it's, it's kind of crazy. So um, so yeah, so then I kind of just was at the gym, and then um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, um, you know, kickboxing, boxing, all that, you know, and just over the course of time, just staying there. Um, ended up fighting, I think, my first fight in 2011 or 12. So I think it was 2012. Yeah, so it was like kickboxing, and I think I had my MMA one like after that, and kind of grew from there. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The journey sounds uh, a little similar to mine. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, I know that you were. I know that you did like taekwondo, uh, taekwondo but you yeah. were pretty competitive. Yeah, at a decent did. level with it. Though, right? Probably from like. Give or take age, maybe nine to maybe sixteen. I was, uh, and my family was in it. Like my grandfather, my mm-hmm. cousins, his daughters and sons, they was all in it. Yeah. So you know, I naturally was in it. You know what I yeah. mean? And you know, at first it started with you know keeping me out of trouble and stuff. And yeah. Then I started competing in tournaments, and then um, I moved around a lot and started getting into. Um, eventually, started getting into kickboxing. Okay. Um, didn't really know too much about it mm-hmm. and I think the one thing that that sucks that if there's any aspiring fighters out there I'll encourage you to um, get with a good gym yeah. get with some people that really have your best interest at heart because you yeah. get in there 
and you could be doing a lot of fighting, making a lot of money for people while you're getting bruised up. And I know yeah. that's part of the game, but still, you can uh, you gotta you gotta protect your well-being. You know, yeah. you gotta you gotta make sure that you, you're moving with the purpose with it. But needless to say, I did that for a little bit. I did one Golden Gloves tournament. A boxing. Yeah. Okay. And then um, I moved, and that's when I came up here to Top Flight, and um, I did mixed martial arts a little bit. I mean, I used to get upset when people would be like, Jiu-Jitsu is the best art out there. It's not though. You know, and it's like, hold up. It's not, I'm calling you out Jiu-Jitsu guys. <laughs> That's like, the thing, that's the thing. Here's the thing, man. Like, Jiu-Jitsu guys got this ego because because of Hoist Gracie and like, like, like Jiu-Jitsu fun, like apparently I'm good at Jiu-Jitsu. I don't know, you know, the, the Jiu-Jitsu guys always say, oh, you're a wrestler. I'm like, no, I got kicked off the wrestling team. Um, like, because I punched a kid in the face. Don't tell him about it. Um, but um, when he was young, yeah, that was when I was young. I got a little bit more control, especially in real estate now. Like, if 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 I if that guy was in real estate, that guy would be in jail right now <laughs> because there's there's plenty of people that um that they that, that, that could that could catch these hands, you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he got hands. Man. I, I watch some videos. He got hands. Well, let's size food. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say though? Um, where was I at? Oh, okay, jujitsu guys. So. It's like jujitsu. The people that oh, jujitsu the greatest thing since sliced bread. Being an MMA fighter, I've been around high level boxers. I've been around high level wrestlers, kickboxers, jujitsu guys. Everybody, every every facet that goes into MMA, I've been around these guys. So you go to the, the you know, pro boxer. You're like, oh, I do MMA. They're like, oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. I know I got, I know I got, you know, boxing and all. But you know, I couldn't handle, you know, I wouldn't want to get kicked in the leg. I know I couldn't handle that, or I couldn't handle these takedowns yeah. and stuff like that, right? <laughs> So you go around the kickboxer like, that's cool, man. You know, I know I got the kickboxing, but I wouldn't want to do any of that jiu-jitsu and all that wrestling stuff. You go around the, I've, I've been around D1 level wrestler guys that that also, most jiu-jitsu guys, they get, those guys that come in here and do six months of jiu-jitsu and probably smash you. Only if you're like really good at jiu-jitsu because um, <laughs> I'm really dissing jiu-jitsu today. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> the thoughts and opinions of, uh, uh, of those who know the podcast, just going to put that disclaimer out Although there. Although they should. <laughs> so, but, but, you know, I mean, D1 level guys, you know, they're like, all right, you know, yeah, I know I got the wrestling. I know a lot of MMA guys do wrestling, but I don't want to get hit in the head. But you go around a jiu-jitsu guy and... Now, what is D1 level considered? Well, I mean, D, like, uh, the, you know, like college, like D1. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Okay. Somebody wrestled at a D1 school. Somebody wrestled at, like... Um, Iowa, you okay. know what I mean? Like the top, you know what okay. I mean? Like, okay. uh, um, your, um, um, what's the both weight champion's name? Um, I wanted to say Israel Asanya, but that's uh, middleweight and he's he's the striker. Um, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking the other, the, the Nigerian nightmare, what's his name? Um, I, I'm drawing a blank. Welterweight champion right now. You ain't why, you ain't staying up on it either, are you? Nah. Um, why are we not? This this is horrible. <laughs> I, I, his name's gonna come to my head. I know his yeah, name. He probably is like later on. He just fought uh, Kobe Covington. Kobe Covington and Kamara Usman. Kamara Usman. You know what I mean? Actually, I think Kamara Usman was D two and Kobe Covington was D one. He's like, you're a D one scrub. You know, <laughs> that's what he was saying in the promo. But then he got, you know, then he got boxed up. But you know, I mean, like that high level. So they'll be like, hey, um, they'll be like, hey, you know, yeah, I know I got wrestling, but you know, but I can't, I, I won't want to get hit in the face. Right. 
Now, you go to the jiu-jitsu guy, and they're like, well, how is your half guard? Your, your half guard really sucks. You should do this and this and that. It's like, you've never been punched in the face. Like, <laughs> like don't trust somebody that hasn't been punched in the face. Yeah. So, but, but I mean, no, I mean, there's a lot of really cool jiu-jitsu guys, but, you know, there's, there's those, there's those certain dudes that, like, just are awkward and got into jiu-jitsu for whatever reason, and they don't, they, they like don't respect other people's art. So you get respect from everybody, but cert, certain jujitsu guys. So it's like, but you know I mean? It's like, dude, like if I, if I just started punching like a lot of your crazy guards and yeah. stuff like that, that's, that comes out at the window. Like I've, you know, roll with people that, you know, can do this, that, and the third. And then we, then I remember being down in Florida when I was down there for a period of time and it was totally different. I don't know if that was me or you. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, me. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know <laughs> if it's picking up on there. This is that's that's real estate. Um, so uh, so so I mean, just being down there, you know. And then we did like a drill with punch and everything. It's like, I, you know, the term like with a, one punch, a black belt turns into a brown belt. A brown belt turns into a purple belt. A purple belt turns into a blue belt. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, the yeah. more punches you go, that black belt can turn into a white belt. Yeah. So like those guys aren't really used to that pressure. So it's like, just respect other people. Like that's just the general, general thing that, that, that I feel like some jujitsu guys don't, don't have, but that was a long rant on jujitsu. No, no, because, you know, I worked at this, uh, I worked at this, uh, this school in uh, Philadelphia with Johnny Side Martial Arts. And uh, we taught the kids part-time in a, yeah. in a after school and then we taught them uh, keto, I believe, judo, and karate okay. in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And them young boys in there would light me up, man. When we did the judo portion, I never done judo before, but I believe, now this is me. Yeah. I believe that if you're just a good martial artist and you learn quickly, yeah. I, I like you like the Frank Dukes of it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just pick up stuff and you adapt to your situation and environment. Yeah. Them young boys was throwing me around and locking yeah. me up and all of that, and I hated that. And I'm like, yeah. man, this would be different if I knew what the heck I was doing. And needless to say, you know, I got good at it, you know, and um, you know, it, it, it was it was cool. Like every art has its its, its pros and its cons. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You could take a little bit, like Bruce Lee said, you could take a little, pay a mm -hmm. little from there. Whatever works, works. Everything else discarded. So yeah, um, I, I totally get it, man. Like respect yeah. the art. Um, yeah. Uh, so how many how many fights have you had? Were they professional? Were they amateur? Uh, I never got to the point to turn professional. I was like right there, yeah. and then life happened. So yeah. so um, so yeah, I think I think I was like eleven total on the amateur side or something like that. So it's like for MMA, that's a lot. Boxing, I mean, you get. 500 you know what i mean but uh but not 500 but but the amateur side of mixed martial arts is more there's not as much between an amateur um where there's an amateur boxing fight and, an am and, a, and a pro boxing fight you know like the amateur mma fight and the amateur um and the pro MMA fight are are very you know there's not as much in between them you know what i mean not as much protection not not as as much as you're gonna get in the amateur boxing, you know what I mean? Because I mean, some of my amateur fights, we don't got chin guards on, we don't got nothing on. It's a it's a pro fight, you know. And if you go down to Virginia, you're getting elbowed in the head, knees in the head, all that stuff. So you're taking a pro fight, so you can't you can't take one of those every every month. So you right. gotta have 
I worry. I mean, you can take one every month, I guess, maybe. But <laughs> you can't really take these like crack too many of yeah. them. You know. There was a there was a fight I did in New York, and it was supposed to be American kickboxing. Okay. As many like so American kickboxing. That's is that like the long pants and all? Yeah. Okay. Straight punches and kicks. Yeah. And like any other or every other fight, when you're an amateur and you're coming up, fighters pull out and you get bumped up. Okay. I've gotten bumped up to a few main events. Okay. No, I'm, gotcha. I'm there to fight one fight. Hey, fighter pulled out. You want to fight main event? Hey, I'm already here. Yeah. Why not? And so there was one fight I fought where the guy pulled out. Both of our fighters pulled out. He was the main event. He was doing K1. They asked me, okay, you want to fight? I was like, sure. And you know. You know, you gotta be careful with these promoters. They like to leave yeah. out little details and stuff. They're like, yeah, I fight. I'm like, what's up? He's like, oh, it's K1 style. And I was like, what's that mean? He said, it's a low kicks. Said, so there's no low kicks in American kickboxing. American kickboxing, depending on the. So league. you were doing the, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, out in Milwaukee. Um, um, Rufus Sport. Uh, 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 Rick Rufus. What Rick? That uh -huh. fight between Rick Rufus and the dude from Thailand, uh -huh. where he's like kicking his leg. That you uh -huh. had that fight, but in yeah, yeah, modern yeah, times. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> you know what fight I'm talking about? Like, yeah, yeah. They, so they, they, I, like, it, it, was, it was like that, but um, I never fought that. I never fought kicking yeah. style before. You, so you never been kicked in the leg. Nah, not, nah. not by somebody that you know is really sitting down. Nah, so <laughs> I was like, okay, so we had to negotiate. He didn't want to fight with no head gear. He didn't want to fight with no shin gear. I said, uh, that ain't happening. We got to fight with some shin pads or something. He was like, well, I don't want to fight with shin pads. Well, I guess there ain't going to be no fight. And the guy, yeah. the promoter, need the fight to happen. They need yeah. to make money. So needless to say, we finally came to an agreement. No head gear, but we had to fight with shin pads. I must say, when I finished with that fight, I was icing my legs from the time I left the gym. They were probably raisins. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Those were one of like the things that I came across a lot. When I would go to these fights, fighters would pull out and then you have to step up. But yeah. the one thing I always lacked was I didn't have, uh, I didn't train right. Mm -hmm. I was always going into fights like maybe 50% mm -hmm. training two weeks out. Okay. And like I said, this is where... And I had to do a lot of the training on my own because I, I was jumping around a lot. So I wasn't like at a dedicated gym or close to a gym all the time. Yeah. So I never really got to go as far as I felt I could. Mm -hmm. And so like I wanted to go professional at one time. But like you said, life happens. It didn't happen. But needless to say, you know, we're here. I still do it from time to time because you never yeah. know. I got daughters. Never know when I got to. Yeah. Uh, you know, get you got daughters. You, got cats, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, respect the health. So, but, um, what, what would you say was the best thing you liked about it and the least thing you liked about it? About Just the whole journey with it. Um, I mean, I think about it now and I'm like, I, I, there's a certain, off of having that the combat mind and all, like there's certain, um, there's something that you can always pull from, you know what I mean? Like, because, it, you know, you know where where you've been, and you know what you've been through, right. um, the rooms you've been in, stuff like that, and you can always pull from that. Now, <laughs> what did I like least? I can go on and on. But some days I'm like, man, I wish I would have never done this. I'm uh, still involved, and then I, you know, I'm still involved with the sport, I still coach and everything. But you know, sometimes it's like I, I'm, you know, I have my real estate business, I got all this other stuff going on, and it's like. Is if I was sitting here getting if, if I was to break down my where my finances where money comes in my streams of income and stuff like that and I showed you how much money I make off of you know being involved with combat sports you're gonna be like 
if you're if you're just advising me, obviously you understand because you come from yeah. come from that and you had that passion. But if you're just advising me, sometimes advising me to say you need to drop that. Yeah. So sometimes I'm like, man, you know, like, eh, you know, like I, I'm taking time away from this to do this, but then there's the passion to do it. So it's like, um, I, I went off. I always go off. You gotta keep me on track. But um, <laughs> so that that, that was your yeah. No, no. I mean, my least favorite. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I spent years just being dead broke yeah. uh just to pursue it so like i think about it now and you know where i'm at now but minus you know five ten years mm-hmm. if i would have been you know already involved um in in doing what i'm doing or just doing something where i could be you know what i mean but i mean at the same time would i be there i don't know because i probably would have it, when I was 21 or, or if I, when I was 18, if I would have been in that environment, um, that I would have ended up being a product of the environment. And, you know, I mean, with every business and stuff like that, there's there's stuff that goes on. But being older, I can say, that ain't me. You know, I'm yeah. not doing that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, if I would have gotten in at 18, yeah, maybe I would be making a whole lot more money. But I also, you know, might not have the best life because I didn't have that those years of doing what I did that built character that built you know understanding like and and in reality I'm still even though I took I had that 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 long period of time where I didn't make any money um I learned from it and I'm still pulling from it whether I realize it or not I mean in every day like I realize some things where I pull from it but you know, I mean, that that still helps me in every day. So it's just a different, a different journey. It's like not the easy road, but I guess everything, everything works together for good, right? You said something really, really paramount, really important for those out there listening. You said you spent five long years. Longer than five. Longer than five. <laughs> and from what I hear out here from, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs, business owners, or people who want to own businesses, I hear that a lot of people go for about a year or two, maybe even three before they even see a profit. Yeah. You know, and that passion, that grind is like, what are you winning for? Like, yeah. and, and you get to a point where there's certain things you're doing, is this making sense? Yeah. You know, and it's like, you're in between passions. It's like, okay, I gotta find something that I'm not as passionate about, but maybe this thing I'm making money with can fund the passion yeah. as I, you know, go along further. And you also mentioned the life lessons, the things that you still pull from it. Mm-hmm. One of the things I still pull from all of my martial arts discipline is the discipline mm-hmm. to get up when you don't want to, to drive up that road to go meet that client when you're tired and don't yeah. have any, you know, gas money. Yeah. The, the times where you got to bum a ride or, or need a place to stay. And, and mm-hmm. I don't think, uh, uh, I'm not sure how many people really understand that that grind. You they know, don't. Like that, that and, and I just had that, that conversation um, with, with somebody else that, um, that uh that was another realtor that i knew um and i was like there's there's a certain level of people that are in this business that never experienced being broke they never experienced Mm. um uh they never experienced anything like that so they can't really pull from it that's so what i'm trying to say is there's these coaches that um or these people that are in the business mm-hmm. but they never experienced that so if i if i come from that you know if i'm somebody that came from you know a certain certain level mm-hmm. you can't, if you're not from that environment it's hard for you to understand where i'm coming from it's so there's there's on two levels 
to bring me up if I have something because there's coming from certain certain places there's stuff in my head that I have to overcome daily I mean it's a daily fight you know what I mean and then there's stuff that I've overcome that I've had a realization about and I've come up but if you never seen that if you just grew up in the perfect household if you just grew up you know in in the perfect environment you don't you don't you don't know what why why is he you know what i mean you know you don't you can you can't identify that and then also on the other side because like in genesis like my favorite verse you know in the whole bible is you know uh what god what what, what you meant for evil god meant for good so yeah. it's like all everything always builds yeah. builds um builds up and 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 translates into something better so so like you can't pull um you can't use what i went through to to uh to get into the other level so like i'll use i'll use you know these experiences to push me to the other level so like like i'll you know, some of the stuff, some of the places I go in my mind, you know, I've gone so so far into like mind games with myself that it's almost dangerous, especially when I was fighting and everything, that it's like, this is almost like, it's scary. So like, I'll, you know, whatever my numbers are. So it could be, whatever my numbers are, say, say I want to have, you know, you know, 10, 10 deals under contract. If I if I, if I if I get under ten, and I'm at eight, I I'll you know I'll look at that and I'll go eight is the brokest I've ever been, which is when I didn't want to eat. So I'm like remembering all that. I'm like that's eight, that's eight, that's where you're at, that's where you're at because that. So I'm like pushing myself up. It's yeah. like so in my head I'm like looking, at, you know, I'm like I got eight deals on the board. Like I literally trick my mind and like if I don't get an extra two i'm gonna i'm gonna starve like how am i gonna pay my bills and like what are you talking about you got eight deals under contract so like that can be healthy it can be unhealthy i still haven't you know come with the thing i mean people are like oh you're stressing out but i'm like well, that stress produces movement which gets me to the next level so i mean i think that the i mean we come from a sport to where we put pain on our body to get yeah. to the next level so yeah. all i'm doing is the same thing i'm putting pain on my my psyche to get to the next level you know? you know what that's that's necessary yeah I, I read somewhere that when you get up in the morning you mm -hmm. know some people procrastinate i, I yeah. struggle a little bit with procrastination yeah so they say you know one of the things to overcome that is having a motivation your why why yeah. do you wake up why yeah. do you do what you do yeah. why do you got to get these numbers yeah you know and when you wake up with that in mind like okay i don't ever want to struggle again yeah okay i gotta get this number and you're absolutely right yeah. people who've never really faced adversity and had things handed to them never yeah. really had to fight for something you don't understand that and then what i feel really mm -hmm. i feel for them is when they actually lose that stuff and don't know what it's like to be without yeah and it's like they lose their freaking minds yeah like they're ready to like life is over as they yeah. know it because all they've known is here yeah you didn't have to work for that here. And, and that's something that i gotta constantly remind myself i'm like like i watch i watch some of these fight videos or whatever you know back in the day i'm not, not somebody that's back and watch that stuff i'm like busy uh, you know but like I, I'll, I'll see something that's older and and I and I've thought a couple times like man if I had three hundred dollars in my bank account right. back then I was rich right. like if I had three hundred dollars in my bank account now I'm just <laughs> shoot yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like like I'm, I'm gonna die like for real I'm uh, you know what I mean I mean you can't be an adult and be like that yeah you know I mean you can but you know it's it's tough yeah. but you know I mean just perspective but um so like if you know 
at the same time, if I stress myself out too much, I'm like, look, right. this is where you came from. This yeah, is where you are, you know, but, um, but yeah, uh, where were we at? Yeah. No, no, that's <laughs> yeah. Now, now I hear you mention that, how with those experiences that you also you know, did coaching. And I, yeah. and I saw what was really cool, man, was, um, you know, I'm a youth minister and I deal with the youth as well. Yeah. And I seen that you were part of a program with the Baltimore police. Well, I'm not, I, I, I went down there. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to claim that I'm a part of a program. I, I went down and I helped out a day okay. and I plan on doing it again. The only problem with that, that is it's, it was uh, on uh, a Sunday, okay. so I'm trying to like coordinate, you know, church times yeah. to stay yeah. in, yeah. and trying to do that because I, I had a good time there and enjoyed it. Um, but actually, where I was going with that was once we're like once we get to a certain level to where we, you know, we we made it. Me and the other guy that we were talking, we're like, we need to start our own program of you know people that you know people that came from whatever. Mm -hmm and made it out you know what i mean because you, you can't really it's hard i mean you can like i can be coached by anybody i'm not an uncoachable person but at the same time is that going to be the best thing and there's the next guy that's not that's not as coachable you know that that went through something that, that needs to be reached so we're like i was like we should um start a coaching program once we once we get to a certain level you know i mean that's long term down the road obviously we gotta you know have some big success to, you know, big enough success to be, hey, let me coach you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's that that's where we came. But what you were saying about the being a youth minister. Yeah, yeah, because you know, um, there's a lot of youth out here. Yeah. There's a lot of them getting into trouble. Mm -hmm. I mean, unfortunately, um, you know, every almost every other day when I do watch the news, you know, you hear yeah. about another shooting, another killing yeah. up there. And, um, you know, I work in Mercy Hospital and right in the center of Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And I pass through there all the time. Yeah. And I even know, like, something happened around the corner. Yeah. But my, my heart is with the youth, really. Yeah. You know, to, to I know I've grown up in the... Hey, friends and family, my sincerest apologies. We were having some technical difficulties. However, we were able to get back right into the show. Eddie was in the middle of talking about uh, the Baltimore program that he was a part of where they were helping uh, Patterson uh, High School young adults and they were teaching them boxing. And he was uh, in the process of talking about how his heart reached out to a certain young man that he was coaching. So in this next half of the first segment, that's where we pick back up. So please continue to enjoy the show. You know what I mean? And, and I identified that and, um, and, and, and I told actually my other friend, I, did, I don't know if you ever met, um, Daryl Clark. I don't know if you ever met, he was at, he was at the gym too. Probably. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I was well, going to say tell my friend Daryl, but I'm like, yeah. you didn't tell me that. <laughs> but, uh, I told my friend Daryl Clark, you know, he's down in North Carolina now. Um, I was like this, this kid, he's, he, he's got something. And then sure enough, like he's, he's, he's only 13, but it's like, he's like come out of the shell so much, but he's just a little chubby kid. You know what I mean? Like, so like most people would have, would have been like, yeah, he's, uh, he's, um, 
you know, he, he ain't nothing. You know what I mean? And I mean, maybe, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's very few people that would be able to see that and, and identify that and, and connect with that, especially if there's somebody that, that came up and was like this great athlete and they're just looking for the great athlete. I, and I think that that's a sign of a good coach. It's like, if you're a good coach, I don't care. Who cares what you can do with a great athlete? You know, the next, I mean, if somebody just walks in and they're just, you know, jacked and, you know, can yeah. jump 10 feet in the air and, you know, whatever, who cares what you can do with them? Show me what you can do with the kid that, 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 that just can't walk and chew gum. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the sign of a good coach. So I think that, you know, people that aren't good coaches, they're going to, I mean, everybody, I mean, you get an athletic guy, everybody's going to be like, all right, let me, let me see what I can do with this athletic guy. But at the same time, people that aren't good coaches, they're going to focus so much on that athletic guy and not focus on the, the guy that's, that's, um, yeah. That, that that is actually a challenge to do. So if you're a good coach, you can turn that guy into somebody. I'm not saying that I'm some great coach, but I'm just saying like I you know I I I, I can I I I can see and care for you know these these kids that maybe somebody else would. Man, I understand that completely. Yeah. I mean, I I've, I've experienced that, and you know what what what's well, who says you know what. Or who a good coach is. Yeah. I mean, most great fighters that have had good coaches were the ones that really cared about them outside the ring. Yeah. You look at Custom Out on Mike Tyson. Yeah. It was like a father to him. Yep. And when Cust died, mm -hmm. that's when things started going out of control for him. Yep. So it ended up like turning into like a real relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like uncle, yeah. nephew, father, son kind of thing. So I totally yeah. get it. So um real quick, we're gonna uh take a quick break, about okay. a five minute break, and we're gonna come back right back to it. So uh stay tuned in. Cool. All right, good folks, we are now back from our break. I'm here with Eddie, the dude, Dowd. Come on, give me that intro again, man. Eddie the Dude Dowd, if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, let the dude fight for you by calling 410-588-6536. You're going to have to give me that audio file. That way I can, that's <laughs> like, especially yeah. with the, the, the professional mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so, um, what's your go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant? Go-to order at my favorite hometown restaurant? Yeah. Here's the thing. You get every time you go. I'm not a man of favorites. I don't have a favorite color. I don't have a favorite type of food. I don't have a favorite. I don't have a favorite restaurant. I mean, my favorite hometown restaurant. So if we're in Hartford County, there's not too many good places to eat in Harper County. I know. I, I mean, what do you think the best place to eat in Harper County is? The best place to eat in Harper County. Your eyes lit up like I asked, like. Because I just been here eight months, so. Uh, well, you, I mean, you you've been in Harvard County before, for yeah, but I don't I don't eat there in Harvard County. Like I, I either go to Delaware or okay Baltimore. Well, like, I got some good Indian food from Maria's or or for the Ostego. Uh, there's Indian food. Yeah, okay. they make Indian food. It's a pizzeria that makes Indian food, and that's <laughs> that's very Harvard County. <laughs> no, so they're pretty good, but um, you know. I mean, there's a place uh, I like to go um, called Uncle's over over in like Boston. Um, mm -hmm. It's like um, 
Bellow Road or Route One in the San Paul Bellow Road once you get into Harper County. Yeah. Um, Bellow Road and um, and Mountain Road. It's like a Hawaiian spot. Mm-hmm. So I like the getting the the poke like tacos and all like the, the salmon or the tuna, whatever it is. Um, and then um, the, the one you ever had the Jamaican spot over? They used to be over at, in the in the liquor store in um, wow. in Edgewood, but they got a spot in bell camp now i might have I haven't been there in a couple years but i used to i used to you know go over there um every so often um and they, they were pretty good but besides that i'm like harper county it, it annoys me I, I hate pizza i hate pizza <laughs> like I, I don't hate it like every once in a while i want to have it but like when i go somewhere and like oh we got pizza and people are like oh pizza i'm like even as a kid yeah. like i just like I, I was never this kid that was crazy about pizza. I remember like you go to birthday parties or whatever and they're like, oh, we got pizza. And the kids are like, pizza. And I'm like, why do we have to eat pizza every time? I think so. And I was like, that was one thing that I was into too. And I wasn't down with the pizza though. All pizza isn't created equal. No. I, mean, I, I mean, there's some good pizza. I, I, I like some pizza sometimes, but even as as a kid like when you're just going to these little corner spots and you know getting these pizzas it's like uh, yeah um so how long how long have you been in real estate and what type of real estate like okay got you so um back in 2014 um, was when I, w- I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Great book. Yeah, great book. Great book. So read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, knew who Robert Kiyosaki was. And I see a Facebook ad come to Robert Kiyosaki's event. I'm like, okay, that I'm definitely going to go to Robert Kiyosaki's event. It's free, you know, free two hour event, whatever it was. And, uh, I was go, it good? Well, Here's the story. This, this is how I got into real estate, right? So it's a free two-hour event, and I was like, I don't even know what it is. And actually, I think um, Ryan Stuman, I'm, he's a sales guy. I don't know if you know who that is. Um, he's got a good uh, podcast, the Hardcore Closure Podcast. Um, he he has like the similar story on 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 getting involved with real estate, I think. But I went to this just knowing who, who Robert Kiyosaki was. And knowing that, hey, this guy knows how to make money. So I'm like, I'm going to go to it and see what they got to say. So they're talking about wholesaling. So um, they make it sound like it's so easy. Like, oh, all I did was drove around and I found this one property. He's like, oh, this property in my neighborhood that was that was just falling apart. And, you know, I found the owner and, you know, and, and you know, put, put it under assignment and then, you know, sold it for, you know, sold it for, for a fee. So with a wholesale contract, you know, you have your house, um, it's beat up or whatever you need to get, you need to get, you know, you just want to get out of it. You know, let's say I offer you um, $100,000 for it, if it's, you know, or $80,000, whatever it is. You know, obviously you have to take in the fact that the ARV, which is average, average repair value and the cost of repairs, um in in what that is so if i give it to you and when i sign on the contract and or assignee i can then assign it to joe and i can put my fee on it for joe so that could be a thousand dollars that could be ten thousand that could be a hundred thousand depending on you know where it's at 
Um, so that's kind of what wholesaling is. And I mean, I'm going to most likely, I mean, you can wholesale, you can wholesale, you know, a house that's livable, but most, in most cases, the house is distressed and they need to sell. Um, so anyway, found out about wholesaling. Um, I hit up my man, Josh Savage, who actually got me back into real estate. I was like, dude, you know about wholesaling? I think he was doing something with it before. He was like working for some guy and had him just running around doing all types of work for him. And uh, we're like, oh, we're gonna start this wholesaling business. And you know, we I, we didn't know what the heck we were doing. Like, so um, yeah, we ended up, it was kind of like a, it, I mean, it, at that moment, if we would have gotten in front of the right people or the right way, like I, I wonder where we would be now. Mm. Um, but you know, we didn't, and we were like, man, you know, like I don't know. This we we spent a lot. And we worked hard on it, but it was like working hard, but with no, yeah. just like in fighting. Like you see guys that work hard but have no, no clue what they're doing. Yeah. So. Yeah, we ended up getting out of it, you know, after, you know, after just spinning our wheels and not really getting anywhere. We were like, and not having any direction either. It wasn't like we were at like a real estate office and there was people that are already successful. We had, we knew no, no one that was successful. We were trying to do something that we really didn't know anything about. And yeah, that's, yeah. That, 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 those are two recipes to say, hey, you're not going to be doing this very long because, you know, it is what it is. So anyway, you know, we got out of it. My main goal was always fighting anyway. So, um, you know, you know, then Josh ended up getting back into real estate. Um, I'm not sure how long he got back in. Um, and, uh, you know, I always kind of like kept my eye. I was like, oh, I'll do a wholesale deal if it, it presents itself. But how the heck is this? I'm not just going to present it to somebody and be like, oh, I'm going to sell my house. Like, <laughs> I remember like thinking that, like, oh, I didn't stop doing wholesale. And I, I just didn't know what the heck I was doing. So, um, Josh got back into real estate, he got his license. And when you go to these classes, they're like, oh, don't get your license. Realtors are, you know, they, they, they like, I don't know why, but they tell you all this stuff about realtors and, you know, you don't want to be a realtor and blah, 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 blah. And he called me, he's like, you should be a realtor. I'm like, heck no, I don't want to be a realtor. They told me in the rich dad, poor dad, oh, I did the free class. And then I also paid for the three day seminar, okay. which was like $300 for three days. And it was informative enough to make me think I knew what I was doing. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go hit the streets and make all this money. And, you know. Yeah, I know. Man. Yeah. So, so, um, <laughs> so, yeah. If you're looking to get in a wholesale, let me know because we, we still go down. And, you know, it's, you know, okay, we can, we can do that. But, um, but yeah, uh, what was I going to say? I went off track. I, I go off track. This, you gotta keep me on track. So, so, I, so, so I, so anyway, he got back into real estate. I was like, I don't want to get into real estate. Um, you know, I ended up, you know, I ended up after all the stuff that happened with me and fighting and everything, I was like, let me get into real estate. And, um, and then from there, the rest is history. Yeah. There's a lot of stories going on, obviously. <laughs> I have a similar story. That's why I was laughing because I went to a Dan Merrill. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And I think they want, I, I forgot how much it, I, I haven't gone to one of those, but. Let me tell want. you this quick story. <laughs> and this is how social media marketing works. They need to draw you in. So you go down on your page and you say, hey, free. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Let me back this bus up. Do you remember the 
famous football player or the person that was on the Dance of the Stars. And now, successful real estate, blah, blah, blah. Come to their free seminar, totally free for three days. So we went down there in Baltimore. Now they probably spent two and a half days selling, just finessing. And that's what the three-day event that I paid three hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was information, but I mean, I, I didn't even know. It, 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 one thing I don't like is you spent two and a half days there to be sold something on the last half of the day to yeah. find out that I couldn't do it because you needed about thirty k to yep. enroll in their school. Yeah. And let me just say, this goes back to the part when we were talking about the coaching. A good coach, excuse me, a good coach, they're going to know your strengths. They're going to know your weaknesses. They're going to know what you need. Mm -hmm. And I get it. It's a business. But there's three days of my time that I can't get back for information that I could have sat and watched on YouTube. Now, to each his own. You said earlier that someone mentioned about, you know, don't become a real estate agent. I can't stand when folks put their own personal discrepancies and project that onto other people because I yeah. had a bad experience. You don't do it. And it's yeah. like, you don't know if that person's going to be successful in that area of business. Yeah. So needless to say, you know, my mom was interested. My mom was a real estate investor and okay. she was trying to get me into it, but I didn't see the vision at the time. And then I started to want to get into it. But then uh, uh, when I went to that uh, seminar, it was just really frustrating because I, I left feeling like, all right, I heard all of this stuff, but what can I do with it? Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do with it? And so it's good that I know people like Eddie the dude, because check this man's uh, Monday lives out. Mm-hmm. You're now on 101, is it? Uh, yeah, 101 as we currently speak. We did the 100th, had the cape and yeah, crown. Yeah, that, was, that was that was funny. I see that one. <laughs> we had to do it up. We had to do it up. That, 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 yeah. was, that was funny. He was in a basement. He said, there's a shower and it has stones for your feet. <laughs> but but yeah, uh, there's a lot of freaking information out there. There's a lot of people who put out, oh, we know this or you want to know how to do this? Come, you know, pay for this. But as you can see, I'm here with this brother and humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. I'm here with him right now in the flesh, and he's doing the thing. A hundred episodes yeah. of Monday Lives, faithfully. A mm-hmm. hundred and one. That takes the same. Actually, it's a hundred and two. So Excuse me, a hundred and two. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I lied. Forgive me. <laughs> it was my hundredth was actually my hundred and first, but it was actually my hundredth because here's what's happened. When I was first starting, and I was. I didn't have any money from real estate. Wow. There was one that I recorded. So that was a Monday Live, but wasn't really a Monday Live. Right. So the 100th Monday Live was the 100th time I went live, but it was actually the 101st video. So it's still the, is it the 100th or the 100th? It was the 100th time I went live because I had one time um, where I recorded it and posted it as a Monday Live. So that did I didn't count that one. It doesn't count. It wasn't live, right? A hundred uh, anything. hundred and two or hundred and one. At least I have a hundred and one. <laughs> I have a hundred and one Monday lives and one that was recorded previously. <laughs> that, that's a milestone. Now think about it. Five more than five years of being in a fight game. Mm-hmm. Life lessons, character building. Mm-hmm. 
all of that stuff to get up and start that first live mm -hmm. and to get to 102 maybe even 103 who knows he does uh, maybe I did. I don't know. I might have counted wrong. Who knows? But <laughs> that had to take discipline. That had to take determination. That had to take getting with the right people after getting with the wrong people. Mm -hmm. That had to take getting the right information after getting the wrong information. Mm -hmm. So, you know, understand that there's nothing wrong with failures. Mm -hmm. And everybody has that journey. Yeah. And that journey is what makes you, man. Like, you wouldn't be the Eddie you are today. Yeah. Had you that. not. Yeah, without that. Yeah. Well, going through those things, man. So yeah. I just, I congratulate you on that oh, because thank you. Uh, I'm interested in myself. Like, yeah. I, I watch this stuff and I'm definitely yeah. going to get up <laughs> after this. But just to know that there's somebody that you can, you can touch, you can shake hands with, you can get together with that has information that you don't have. Yeah. You know, and, and in this business, and you correct me if I'm wrong, it's a lot of rapport. Yeah. Like, if you don't know somebody who knows somebody or have a rapport, who do you know is going to just jump into purchasing a property and they don't know you without some kind of referral? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah, I mean, there's there's people, but it's, I mean, and that's even in today, we can go super technical, but in today's age, I, I've been to some masterminds and all, and, you know, we have Zillow and all these people on the outside, and I pay Zillow every month for marketing, but, um, but they're that that's just people i don't know so in reality me and you I, I could probably get more if i if i stay you know top of mind with you if i if i stay on top of everybody i know and just really just build those relationships that's going to give me that's where the ball of the business is zillow can't take that from me because zillow can make their own agents they can do they you know there's so much stuff in today's age day and age and people are freaking out but i mean i don't i don't think that the industry is going anywhere but between so, so, so between personal relationships and all, they can't take that. So, like you said, it's about building rapport. So, yeah, and then and then my job is just to be cool with people, really. You know what I mean? Like, just hey, what's up? How you be doing? Be cool with people. Yep, that's, that's the job. <laughs> you mentioned earlier. I wanted you to touch on a little bit more. What did you wish you had known before you started real estate? Before I started real estate, I wish I would have known that I wouldn't have, uh, you know, came in month one and made a, a bunch of money. I wish I would have known that um, that it was going to take a little bit of time. But that's what everybody wish they would have known. You know what I mean? Yeah. In every business. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that it was, I didn't think that I was going to be making, you know, I didn't think I was going to be making all this money at the gate, but I was like, I thought, you know, I, you know, I could one here, one here, right. you know what I mean? I thought it was going to come along a little bit faster than it did. Right. Um, and that led me to not eating some days <laughs> in the, in the, in the thick of it. Yeah. But, hey, let's, let's pause on that right there. Because this is another thing with when it comes to any business. Mm -hmm. How many times do you see a YouTube ad, an Instagram ad? Hey, you want to live the life of your dreams? Yeah. Hey, you tired of being poor? Yeah. You want to get these Ferraris and all this stuff that I have? Mm -hmm. Come on and I'll show you how to make this amount of money in three to yeah. six months. And it doesn't really work that way. No, it doesn't. Like what? Like I want to ask those guys, okay, what do you have for the person that it takes a year to two years to make what you're talking about yeah like are well, you i mean even that even that it's gonna take more because it's building you know what i mean it's, yeah and i, I it's like you know am i where i want to be right now no right. but when i look at it where i'm at 
is there any other way that I would have gotten where I'm at with, you know, being somebody of my education, being somebody? No, like what, what's the opening job position that I could get? Even people that are more educated than me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, like that's another thing. It's like I went from being dead broke and I was talking about this with one of my other buddies that came from the same thing. It's like I went from being dead broke to having a little something that was more than a good bit of other people have not not bragging or anything because there's people that that's what i say you can never brag you know i've heard people sit there and brag you know and talk about how much money they make and you're like dude like that's not that much money you know what i yeah, mean yeah. like so like whether you make you know a hundred thousand two hundred three hundred four hundred if you make a million dollars a year there's always somebody that can laugh at you but like i forgot where i was going with that i was saying like for me, it's like going from, you know, from from you know the worst of the barrel to being a little bit better. Yeah. I never saw the in between, so that's a struggle that I have. Where I'm like, oh, you really are doing all right. Because it's like that's where I want to be. I'm like, yeah. I'm not there. And then being around people that make a whole lot of money. Like I'm at the number one office in Maryland, and some of these guys have been doing it for numerous years. Some of these guys have been doing it for generations, and have built up teams around them. So it's like been pouring in for years. And I know people that are spending $60,000, I think, a month on marketing. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, but I come from making 12 grand a year. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Just, just a couple years ago. So, so, you know, um, you know, it's like, but at the same time, it's like, that's good because you surround yourself with nine broke people. Yeah. You're bound to be the 10th one if you surround yourself with uh nine rich people you're bound to be the cent one too so it's just yeah. that that level that ceiling of what is uh what is the norm yeah you know i think that happens for a lot of people where where you mentioned that um you didn't see the in between mm -hmm. i don't think a lot of us see the in between yeah i think we see the end and get excited about that yeah and some of us even struggle with just starting yeah. because it's well i'm talking like just i, I didn't see i didn't just not coming from a um coming from a regular background of of having a job with benefits and this and that and like work, it, i was never in the workforce so i went from being flat broke to making more than some people in the workforce you know what i mean to where it's like i never saw the normal life so people are like oh you're doing great but i'm like my only comparison is to these millionaires, yeah. these multi-millionaires, you know what I mean? And, so. and, and that, and that, I guess, can be a, a matter of perspective because mm -hmm. there's some people, like you said, they're in the workplace and they're tired of the job and you want to get out of it, but mm -hmm. they're, they're used to that security. Mm -hmm. So their in-between for them is, I don't know what's going to happen if I get up off this job and if it doesn't work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For others, it could be, yeah, I, I've never worked a regular nine to five in my life. And, you know, I've worked odd job to odd job and then I get to yeah. this place and it's kind of like, okay, so, you know, in a sense, some people base their successes off of, you know, what another person is doing. But yeah. one vital important thing you did say is that you're around people who are more successful and have been doing this for a minute. And yeah. that's one of the things that, you know, I hear a lot of successful people say. Yeah. They say, if you want to be a millionaire, surround yourself with millionaires. Always be, you want to be the... There's no benefit besides benefit in your ego. There's no benefit of being the the richest man in the room the or the man. or the or yeah. the smartest man. In the room. Yeah. Be the dumbest, poorest, 
man in the room. Because <laughs> you're only gonna you're only gonna like that seal. Like you're only going to yeah. to, to 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 get to get faster if I if I just hung around people that were and I just felt like oh you make this much and you like how how am I inspired to make a dollar more because I'm already the man. Like, yeah. When I get around some people, I'm like man like. Yeah. I, I'm I'm poor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what is is this true? And I've and I've read this somewhere, and I'm also experiencing it. Um, one of the most difficult things for realtors or real estate investors when flipping properties is finding a good contractor. How true is that? Yeah, I mean, because people are gonna. You know, I mean, a contractor is gonna do it in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. That's gonna do it right. Yeah, I mean, that is true. Yeah. So. so what is some, I guess. And it's not going to overcharge you as well, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, best thing is to have that in your in your circle already. You know, if you can, if you know somebody, obviously that's the best thing or if you do it yourself. Yeah, you know, that, is that how you came in contact with the, the people you contract with? Like what were some things in your experience and over time that you look for, are still looking for, you know, as far as, um, you know those things you mentioned somebody that won't overcharge somebody that's going to finish the job you know yeah i mean and and i'm still you know i'm still looking too i mean i'm, I'm still looking um yeah I, i'm not sure if i get the question 100 percent, but i mean yeah i mean it's I, i've come into contact with people that that are better over time you know i mean the longer you go you're like okay this guy's legit and there's a lot of people out there especially like in the um that, that contact me that are not real investors are not real you know you know uh, wholesalers like they, they have no clue what they're doing and they'll waste a lot of your time and mm-hmm. you know what I mean so like I have people all the time oh we're wholesalers we got this that and the third and I'll be like all right well we can partner like send me what you got I have buyers um, and they'll send me something and they're like, oh, ARV is 200. I'm like, the ARV is 75,000. <laughs> <laughs> like you have this property under contract far too high and I don't know where you're pulling, how many miles you're going out to pull your ARV, but yeah. it's not happening. So, I mean, that that's very common, you know, stuff like that. Um, I don't know if I answered your question. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean um, because before my mother passed, she had purchased a property. Mm-hmm. And we've had this property for over a year because they were, it's in New Jersey. We were dealing with um, just stuff with the city that wasn't getting mm-hmm. uh, passed or, or, or codes and all of that stuff was just a headache. And, um, you know, I, I, I must admit, you know, my sisters and I felt like, you know, we were being gypped because the contract was for it was in October. It was slated to be done December, end of December, beginning of January. This is 2020. That was 2018. Yeah. This is 2020 now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the things that I'm that I wish I knew mm-hmm. going into it is kind of like, okay, what should I have known? Yeah. Going into this because this was a deal I inherited. This wasn't something yeah. that I was there for the beginning of. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's why I had asked that question. Because yeah. And and thinking about it now, like now that you know, I I just started blurting off the mouth. Everybody that I know that's doing flips at a at a good level, mm-hmm. yeah, they had their own team. You know, they had their own team. There were it's the same people doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, you're not gonna 
if you really want to do it, nobody that I know that's, that's flipping properties over and over is doing it uh, with a different different guy. They know the guy. They're you know like I know their guy. You know what I mean? Like, but that's their guy. You know, so you know like I just know them because they're they're in the office. You know, talking to those people. You know, whatever, whatever. Um, so you you know they, they the best way to do it is have your own have your own guy. You know, establish that relationship just like anything else. You know, yeah. if I just call somebody, how do I know they're yeah. they're good? You know, same thing. Why is a referral? Why is a referral powerful? You know, because okay, this guy, I know this guy, I know that he's good. If I'm just calling somebody, you know, off of the internet that I've never heard speak and never heard anything, what's the um? You know, I'm, I'm rolling the dice because yeah. they could be great they could be good That's they could true. be horrible you know so i mean the same thing if you're calling somebody and also i'm sure they have other relationships as well because my somebody that's great for me might not be great for you because i've established that relationship he knows you know he's getting five deals for me you know and and he his family says stays fed and you just got one and you're and he's you know you know what i mean like you if, if you're my contractor you're, you're like i'm gonna come first before somebody else that calls you because I already give you, you know, this amount of deals and keep your guys working and keep your, your pockets fed. You're not going to neglect the relationship with me because right. some random guy calls you on the phone. That's, you know, I mean, that's just, you know, you okay. know, you know, I mean, obvious stuff because you got to, because at the same time, even your contractor, how do you know that they're going to, you know, follow through on stuff? You know what I mean? That's true. They could say, oh, I'm going to flip 500 houses and you know, and you're like, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. Um, again, those were those are things that I wish I knew. Yeah. Because again, I'm I'm going off of the word of you know my mother. Like, mm-hmm. okay, she went into business with you guys, mm-hmm. and so when we we got all of this, I was like, you know, to my sister, look, we got to meet this person because we don't know who this is. She didn't put all the money up for this stuff. We need to meet this person. I will feel more comfortable. This was her contractor. Hmm? This was her contractor too. Uh, no, this was the the person she was dealing with contracting. So she, so the person found the deal. Okay. She put up the money for it, and they had a contractor. So mm-hmm. I didn't, okay. you know, I didn't know the lady, and I didn't know the contractor. So I yeah. met the lady, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I have yet to meet the contractor, and so. What we didn't understand going into it was at the same time we were selling the house uh, that my mother had. Mm-hmm. And because we were able to sell that cash in like maybe 30 to 45 days, yeah, you know, my set my sister didn't understand, like, okay, what's taking so long? Like we was able to do that that quick, but this was supposed to be done in a couple months because that's what the contract said, and we're going almost almost a year, we ain't heard nothing. Darrell, what's going on? And with the contractor. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because he was the one going up to City Hall. He was the one supposed to check in on things. And so I've had to even drive up, you know, inconvenience myself to drive up to New Jersey to find out what was going on. And I wasn't getting any headway. And needless to say, you know, we're getting somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've developed some kind of rapport relationship with the lady. But, you know, as far as the, the contracting goes or as far as the contract is concerned, we had some concerns. 
Yeah. We were like, all this money is out there and no work is being done. What's happening? Yeah. You know, and it's kind of left a little salty taste in my mouth. Like, I don't really want to do this. I don't really want to stay into this. But it was definitely a learning lesson. Like, you know, that's why the questions I asked about the contract and you just mentioned about the team having the same people that you work with. Like, it doesn't really change too much because now I know, okay, going moving forward, I'm probably going to pull on you more. Like, yeah, okay, hey, you good? All right, we going to do this deal or we going to do that? Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to be like, hey, I, yeah. I don't know nothing. I'm a student here. You know, okay. yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, yep. Yeah. Um, what are some of the things that uh, being in real estate has afforded you to do? Like, is there some things you're you know, curious about? Um, like stuff that I'm able to do now that I wasn't able to do before. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, travel's one. I mean, li- really, just live life and to a normal person yeah. standards. I mean, like I was sleeping on floors. Like, uh, you know, like it was all a dream. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I listened to that song. And I'm like, I remember. He's like, I, I, I was. I used to eat sardines for dinner. I used to look at sardines and say they're too expensive for dinner. They're a dollar a can. That's expensive because you gotta eat. You gotta eat like probably three cans of sardines. That's three dollars. Like, and then, I mean, if I want any sardines, you gotta kind of balance it. I, I probably want to do some rice too. So like, that that can be an expensive meal if you only got twelve dollars in your bank account. Yeah. So yeah, it was all a dream. I used to read Realtor <laughs> magazine. You know. <laughs> now, um, so um, yeah, I mean, just live. You know, I mean, really. To be able to have a have a vehicle that uh, from where I was to where I am, yeah. you know, just the blessings is you know being able to have a vehicle that runs that 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 uh, that um, that, uh, that that isn't uh, isn't you know is yeah. it going to get me there here or there? Um, and I mean, like obviously, I, you know, I'm able to afford a lot more than that, but just what where compared to where I was to where I am, like just the basic the bare necessities of life you know a vehicle housing um you know either sleeping on a floor um living you know with uh i, I was living with my mother um my stepfather what didn't like me uh so i ended up living with my father my father's crazy uh my sister this is all part of the story but my sister my sister got uh got got um got um you know had a situation uh she got hit on by by a dude and that dude went to jail and they were like go why don't you just go live with your sister and then stuff got a little you know crazy there just kind of being a babysitter really um you know i was in a negative situation that wasn't really going anywhere and and in reality um you know to be to be honest i, I always by whatever situation I was in, I always was made to feel that I was a burden. I didn't realize it mm-hmm. until once I started to get out of the situation, um, you know, before I had my own place, um, when, I, when I started just started making money off of real estate a little bit, you know, I was able to get out of negative situations. I was able to get into like a, a situation where I had a place um, with, with some friends. Mm-hmm. And um, I was able to, I, 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 I traveled, I went somewhere, and uh came back and that's another thing i traveled i I'll, i can tell you i've, I've traveled um uh, i just got back from dallas what a week or two ago mm-hmm. because monday it was two weeks ago because monday live 101 was in maryland mm-hmm. monday live uh 100 was the in maryland was in yeah. canton and then uh 101 was in dallas mm-hmm. and then like probably two weeks you know i was down there 
Um, that was like for for an event. Before that, uh, two weeks, three weeks before that, I was in Florida. Um, I didn't go anywhere in December, um, and because I, I figured, oh, this is a good networking time. You know, all these parties and everything. I'm not gonna miss the time to meet people and potentially, you know, build build, you know, business or whatever. Meet people off of that. So I stayed in the state. Um, uh, November, I I went to Florida. Um, Vegas over the past year, uh, uh, went to New Orleans, Houston. So like I've been, I, I've traveled more in the past 12 months than I traveled, you know, in 12 years, yeah. you know, so, or really in my life, you know what I mean? So like just stuff like that. But, you know, I mean, being able to get out of negative situations, being able to get to where, um, I was at one point, once I got out of the negative situation, I was in, you know, room, uh, room rent, like type of situation or with roommates, like my, my buddy, actually, you know, Eric, um, Eric Keller. Um, so I, I used to live with him afterwards and, um, to be, um, I, I left, came back and they're like, Oh, we missed you while you were gone. And I was like, I, 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 I started to cry almost. Like I started to tear up. I'm like, why am I tearing up? And I'm like, it, because I remember like, you missed me. Like, and I'm like, I'm like, and they're like, yeah, we missed you, man. Like, we didn't really know what to do because we're always like hanging out. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, because we're always hanging out. And I'm like, and I didn't realize until then, but like, I always for years was made to feel like I was a burden to people. Mm -hmm. So like, like, it's like, and that's like what I'm talking about when going back to, you know, coming from something, somebody might not understand that. So they're like, even to this day, something will happen, that happened. And I was like, and I never realized I was walking around on this earth for 20 something years, feeling like I was a burden to the world. So when somebody said that they missed me, that made me almost want to start to cry. And I'm like, why am I going to start? Why, why do I feel like I want to cry? Because I feel wanted, you know what I mean? So I'm like, so like that, that was a breakthrough right there. I was like, dang. And I remember sending him a text message. I'm like, you guys said you miss me. Like, <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, I, I, like, I, I mean, I, I've heard it before, but the thing is to have the household say, it. like, I, I have a great relationship with my mother. I got a good relationship, like with my, my niece, my father. Yeah. He's a little out there, but you know, he, he's cool, you know, but, but, but I mean, yeah, I mean, but in reality, like, whether it was my father or whoever, you know what I mean? There was, there was always somebody in the house that was like, this person might love me, but the other person's like, oh, you're lazy. You're, you're pursuing fighting, you know, you, whatever. So it's like, I was always, always made to feel like a burden, you know, by somebody in whatever situation I was in and just kind of walked around like that. Even if maybe they didn't feel like it, or it was just something that didn't break through until that moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, it's afforded me to break through that. It's afforded me to travel. It's afforded me to now have a place my own, um, and just to have money to where I'm. I can think. You know, it's like when you're thinking down here um, because you're just in survival, survival, survival. You can't. Um, you you can't really. You're, it's a, it's, a, it's a hamster wheel, and then you, once you kind of get up a little bit further. I can decide what decisions to make. I'm more in like the eagle's eye instead of being on the on the ground. So if I, if I'm on the ground, 
I'm just fighting whoever's in front of me. Yeah. But if I'm up on a, if I'm, you know, at an elevated position, you know, and I'm a, I'm a sniper or something, I'm like, okay, that one, boom. You know what I mean? So like starting off, you know, I've been criticized in the past for, hey, you, you know, you, you have done this, this, and this. It's like, well, if I'm just trying to, if I'm just in the mud, I'm trying to get out of the mud. So I'm like, oh, here's an opportunity. Let me try to wholesale, boom. Like, let me try to do this, boom. But the thing is, is like, you can criticize me all you want um, back then. But the thing was, I was just trying to, I was, I was just looking for a way out. So it's like, if you're in the corner, you gotta, if you're, if you, if life's got you against the ropes and I'm on the corner and I'm here, like, I gotta get off the ropes. But if I'm controlling, once I get off, once I, you know, start to gain some, you know, gain some, uh, some, some ground, I can pick my shots. I can't be like, Oh, I'm, you know, <laughs> just swinging the, wild, you know, you know I'm not swinging wildly once I, once I, okay, I got, I control this, but, but, you know, you know, and, and I, and I pick my shots, but if you're, if you're hurt, like you got to do whatever it takes to, to, to not get taken out. Yeah. So, you know, it's like you get criticized for what, what you did when you were on the ropes mm-hmm. more so because, oh, you did this, you tried this, you tried this, like you tried, you started all these things and didn't, didn't finish any of them. It's like. Mm-hmm like oh you're you know but then once you get out of it it's like okay now i'm here like that's an opportunity stuff's presented stuff starts getting presented you're like no not good yeah don't want okay we'll take this you know (laughs) and that's 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 uh a lot to do with perspective because you'll have people that aren't you have people that aren't aspiring to do anything yeah you have people that have been down so long, they don't know not how to do anything but bring you down. Yeah. And it's like, if you're not where I want to be and you're criticizing, like you're the same place where I'm at, you're criticizing me for just doing something. Yeah. It's like, I'm just trying point. something. Yeah. You know at that point, like, I'm like, there, there's got to be a way. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, all right, look, maybe you might be cool with being sick and tired, but I'm not cool with that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, hey, yeah. you want to come with me? I, I, I'll bring you with me, but if not, it's like some people you gotta leave and get there. Yeah. And then let them see, like, look. Yeah. Those those what you looked at as, you know, uh defeats were actually, you know, blessings in disguise. Yeah. You know, they brought me to where I am. So yeah. you know that's- And it's and and it's it's an advantage now because it's like whereas it's like, yeah, you don't want to go broke, but at the same time, you been there so it's like it's like i've already risked everything so at the same time it's like i'm you know like if this is what we got to do to get from here to here and it's a little uncomfortable now it might not be the most advisable if i you know if you look at the the budget or whatever it's like ah you're gonna you know this this isn't really this isn't i don't know if i would say to do this right now i'm I'm more apt to say, let's do it. Like, like I okay, I still have enough money to eat. Like, I can do this, this, and this. But you know, where somebody else might be looking at, well, you, you know, if you do this, you won't be able to go on the vacations, this, that, and third. I'm like, I told people like in situations like that. I'm like, like, well, if if this is what it takes to get to the next level, I, I look at it like that's what I said. If it, if if, if investing this money, if it, even if it's not advisable, even if it's like, alright, this is gonna make stuff tight. But investing this money is going to get make us get to the next level, and I'm not. Uh, I'm like, all right, if that's going to get to the next level, shoot, we'll eat peanut butter jelly sandwiches. If that, if if I got to put all that, and it's gonna, it's something that obviously it's a good decision, yeah. and we know that it's gonna work. It's not just some like, oh, 
you know, some stupid thing. But if it's like down pat, like this is going to work um, and we analyze it, make sure it looks good. This is going to get us to the next level. I'll eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to get to the next level. And if I if I'm not willing to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, I don't deserve to be at the next level. That's the way that I look at it, you know. And I mean, obviously, there's always complacency, and that's something that every human's gonna gonna um, gonna struggle with. Yeah. And it's just a matter of analyzing your thoughts and what am I thinking right now? Yeah. Is where am I at? Like, am, am I thinking complacent? Mm-hmm. Is this a good decision? You know what I mean? You know what, man? That same very same principle you're talking about can be applied to to families or those who will have families because yeah. you know we we're, we're in a culture where you know most kids grow up where they have birthdays, yeah. Christmases, and all of that stuff. But you know, a lot of times what they don't know is it happens at the expense of. Uh, us parents overspending and putting ourselves in the yeah. way. And so we don't have the courage to say, hey, you know, we're going to go a different route and we're not going to yeah. splurge on getting you toys that you're going to not play with in and six months time, after that. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, being in a red and then now you're like for a whole year you're playing catch up because you yeah. didn't make the right decision to say, hey, let me put this aside, invest in something or whatever yes. the case may be. And now I can get you all the freaking toys you want. Yeah. You know, because I'm trying to. You know, I, I, and it, and it's a keeping up with the Joneses thing as well. So, and I've and I've I've really insulted somebody one time, and I don't think I I can insult somebody by just the way I think. Um, somebody didn't have a whole lot of money uh-huh. and was, you know, needed money mm-hmm. decently, and they had a kid that wasn't even old enough to understand what their birthday was, mm-hmm. what Christmas was, what it was Christmas as a holiday. And they posted asking for money. And Eddie goes on there, and I'm sure I didn't win any points of this. And I was like, I'm not gonna, I was like, why would, I didn't say I wouldn't send you money, I was like, any money that you get shouldn't be spent on getting a getting a one-year-old toys. Mm-hmm. Because they don't know it anyway, Let's let's face it, um, we just go out. All right. Um, I mean, let's let's face it. The the um, if I'm getting a, a, a present for my six month old, that's that is it's really for me to feel good. You know what I mean? So I, mm. like that six month old ain't gonna know. Mm. Like like you're like no kid's gonna grow up. Do you, do you know what you got when you were? Nope. You know, like, what's the first? I mean, I think the first Christmas present I'll remember was probably like when I was like six or something like that. You know what I mean? But like, it, it was—it's really for them. So I—I th- I made the point was like, you know, um, you should probably their their gift should be a roof over their head. So it's yeah. like if people donate to your cause, like you should it should be a roof over the head. They don't need toys. Right. That's for you. Priorities. Like I'm like, and if you really want to get them something, you'd be better off because that's gonna be thrown in the trash. So I'm like. Just buy some penny stocks, even if you don't even look at it. Like you're, you're. It's a better investment. Like you'd be better off. Like, hey, but we just got them. You know, fifty dollars of Ripple. Like, right. it probably won't do anything. Who knows? I don't. I'm not a stock guy. Um, people say Ripple or or these different stocks. Like, we just got them. You know, fifty dollars of this instead of spending fifty dollars on stupid toys that are going to be thrown yeah. away in the next six months anyway, or the next year anyway. Like, yeah. you, I mean, maybe you can reuse them. But what's the long term? You know what I mean? Away, like, out. yeah, you're gonna give it away. You're gonna throw it out. Whatever, you know. Or maybe your next kid will use it at the very best. But in reality, 
if you're getting presents for your for your um for your six month old you're really doing it for you you know what i mean it just makes you feel good about yourself which is fine but at the same time like you shouldn't go out and spend a thousand dollars when you're right. when you're six right. month old and, 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 and hear this well for those who will be <laughs> listening to this podcast and i don't have kids so so you could say like i don't know what it's like no, because we got we got some you know we got some sensitive <laughs> sallies out there like yeah. you know who you know who you gonna tell me i can't get nothing from my my kids for christmas for my birthday no we get it we're not saying there's nothing wrong with that we're saying do it in moderation and if you want to even go deeper some of us have grown up where we didn't have christmases and birthdays and thanksgiving so we start living vicariously through our kids or we start overcompensating for the fact that i didn't have that stuff when i was growing up so i'm gonna dump all that stuff on them and give them everything that i didn't have that they don't probably even care for and then what ends up happening is when they get older, now they start expecting this stuff. And yes. They start expecting it at a higher level, at a level that you can't and deliver. And the kid, you, you, by providing stuff that is, you're create, you can create. I feel like we can create a, um, and 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 I, like I said, like I said, I, I'm not a parent, so this is coming from me. I am, um, so I vouch. Okay, for you, okay, so. got you. <laughs> All right, I, I got a sponsor here. <laughs> if. If we keep on giving our kids the best, the best, the best, the best, the best, and they're used to getting everything, how are they as strong as you? Like, obviously, if you went through struggle, you don't want your kid to go through struggle. But at the same time, that's something that I think about not being a parent. I'm like, it, you know, how how do you ingrain that same thing? Um, and I, I mean, I I mean, I have a couple different philosophies, and maybe they'll be thrown out by the time I have kids. Maybe they'll be thrown out by the time my kids get to the age that I think of these things. But um, but if I'm giving them, if I give them the bike when they want the bike, this when they want this, that when they want that, how am I going to then expect them to go out there and run the businesses the right way when I hand it over to them when they see that shiny? Benz that they want, you know, or Cadillac that they want, or whatever it is that they want. How am I going to expect them when I grew, when they grew up, and I got them everything that they ever wanted to 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 be a good steward of what I passed down? You know what I mean? So translation: teach a man to fish for, you give a man a fish, yep. eats for a day. Teach a man to fish, eats for a lifetime. Yeah. They rather teach his kid how to get that Benz rather than just give it to him and not know how to keep yeah. it. Be a good store up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So totally. I mean, and even like in in areas, I'm like, like, I I know numerous people that grew up in this area that haven't left this area, and they're really not going anywhere. So their parents may have worked very hard to get them to a certain area, but then the the kids haven't 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 multiplied that hustle, having multiply that grind, they've kind of, they're still living off of their parents' hustle and grind, and they want to make excuses about, oh, the the economy, this, that, the third, like, there's money out there for people, I mean, come on, let's go, there's always something that you can do, um, so excuses are excuses, but, like, I think, really, I would like to send my kid to a different environment, you know what I mean, like, if my kid grows up here, they have us, they have this, thing here like, yeah don't make them don't don't send them on the streets but like hey look I, if i'm sending them to college i don't even know how much you know college is i mean i don't even know you know what route that'll be i'm not going to say good bad whatever um 
but I think that it'd almost be more beneficial to send your kid to Seattle for mm-hmm. for for hey go 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 to Seattle. You're going to Seattle when you turn 18. Mm-hmm. So then that, that way look, they 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 learn to be their own person yeah. because you know you kind of bring them up, you know you bring them up in your in your um in your environment that you built and everything. It almost can you know can uh one they don't know what they got because you don't know what you got until it's gone yeah. and also they they didn't have to grind like you grind so they see it yeah. and it's like all right well now, now go go start to do something for yourself and then they can come back you know what i mean but yeah. i think that, that like or we're, i don't even know i'm not 100 percent on that thought but i'm saying like they need to see outside perspectives right. of different things. I mean, I can know? speak on that thought. I mean, I, I lived in New Jersey. I went to college yeah. in uh, Philadelphia, to the yeah. Art Institute. Yeah. Because, you know, my mother, she, she, you know, in a sense, she wanted to make sure we always had, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because she had to struggle growing up, but I didn't want her to do that anymore. Like, yeah. like, like, let me be my own man. So I went to Philly. I had to get a, I had to get a job while I was in school. Yeah. The classes, four hours, like in school from eight to eight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had to, go fend for myself you know what i'm saying i yeah. couldn't run home to mom and be like hey I, I you know i need a few thousand dollars she wasn't paying for all my books and all my stuff and i had to care in the world and you can see the difference there yeah. was a big difference between kids whose mommy and daddy pay for everything and, mm-hmm. and they got everything all they did was just sit around and play video games all day versus uh, i get out from class man i gotta change and go run to work mm-hmm. and it just it just it, it it was definitely a different perspective it definitely taught you not just how to survive, but what responsibility is. For those who grow yeah. up and parents is like, well, you won't understand until you get your own. Well, when you get out there and you're on your own, it's like, damn, that's real. Yeah. But man, I, I had it good when I was sitting in the house eating mm-hmm. Cheerios and I ain't had to do nothing. Yeah. It's like, now you got to work for that. Yeah. Now you got to watch how you spend your money. Now yeah. you got to get stuff like car insurance because you got to get yeah. from point A to point B. And so I agree. I think yeah. that will be a, a really good experience. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, because I mean, there's people out here that got houses. And I mean, by all means, if you're looking to buy a house for your kid, hit up the dude. But I mean, there's plenty <laughs> of people that, that got houses and their parents are paying for the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, but, you know, I'm like, dang. Mm-hmm. And 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 also like I've I've experienced that even in 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 the business world like people will be like well starting out they'll be like well your parents you know your family couldn't give you you know twenty thousand dollars to do your business I'm like what <laughs> you know what I mean like and 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 you know and then some some people they 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 think like. And there's 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 certain classes, um, you know, and it's like they find out that you're not of that that fold, and then they're like, okay, you're you're the bottom of the boat, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. That's that's my that's my philosophy. And then they 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 you know people will look at you a certain way, like, oh, well, you know, you're just okay yeah your parents didn't give you 20 grand it's like well i'm gonna outwork you i'm coming for you (laughs) mark my words mark my words i'm coming for you (laughs) sorry i'm marching over the house they were sitting on 20k to just give to me yeah (laughs) you know but okay you know we we uh you know we we coming to a close here um before you know we conclude this man is there anything that uh i didn't ask you that I should have asked so that you want people to know um i mean i don't know i mean what all what all we have on the questions and everything i know that we're I mean, talking we like yeah well we did yeah. gotcha i know that we kind of touched on the monday lives um and i mean i know you were talking about like the monday live um and 
being around people now nobody there's nobody else that does that so like stuff like that it's it's um no nobody believed in it you know what i mean i had a vision for it based upon what i knew from the environments that i came from and it's like that's what i think about like they said the 10,000 hour rule 10,000 hours you know uh, to master anything so it's like do i have 10,000 hours in can I really put point out 10,000 hours? I don't know if I have 10,000 hours of fighting. I mean, I know I have multiple thousand hours, but I don't know if I got 10,000. But um, um, I think that over a course of time, from so from a young age, I had my first employee at eight years old, um, which was a lemonade stand so I, I my mom tells the story she pulled up they knew that I was gonna be an entrepreneur because she pulled up she saw all of her stuff out in on the corner mm-hmm. and she you know I mean you, the mom knows what her table looks like knows yeah. what her picture looks yeah. like she's like that's my stuff where's my son and it was one of the neighborhood kids sitting there and she's like hey and was, the kid's name was Chris she's like, hey Christopher how are you doing like good I'm doing good and and it's like um, it is, 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 is I think she's like it's, this is Eddie where's Eddie like oh I don't know she's like well isn't this his lemonade stand she's like he's like he's like yeah it's his lemonade stand he's like well why isn't he at his lemonade stand he's like oh well I'm working for him <laughs> and she's like you're working for him and she's like yeah he's paying me commission so at, at eight years old I was you know we had like our little BMX bike racing I was running a, I was also I also ran a league I used to race BMX. I don't know if you knew that about me. Um, so, so yeah, we um, we had this little. BMX bike though. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we had this little like league. I used to race BMX and, and, and a lot of, what came into fighting came from that because I, 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 I pursued that at a young age. So from like nine years old, whatever it was I was pursuing, I'd go all in. Um, so, um, and, and I mean, obviously it takes a little bit of time starting off with real estate. It's like, all right, you, you start off. And then like now it, it's, I'm, I'm seeing even now it's like, I'm, I'm getting more and more and it's more taking more time. Like, and it's a more of an obsession. It grows. But, um, but anyway, that's another, a whole different thing. I'm trying to get on this whole concept here. So we, so I used to race BMX, and we made like a little league in um in in the neighborhood. We had a ranking system, mm-hmm. all this. I would like record it. I, I would like record the data of who's who's got this many points because they won this, and we'd set up like a schedule. Yeah. So like we had that, and that was like I wouldn't make any money off it, but I was like managing that and like the track and like you go here. We'd have like them working, yeah. like the kids would get together and we have a work day, and I'd be like, all right, you put the dirt here, like this, uh, that, and the third, like. And then, so like, I think it, like he was working the lemonade stand. I was like up at the track, like oh. doing that. And then I come back at the end of the day and collect my money and give, give him his. So then, then to, then, um, always wanted to be an actor. Um, always, o- always, always, always want to be an actor. Still, 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 I'm still going, I'm going to do it. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I guess technically I have been, um, in the past, like I've done some little projects and all, but, um, nothing like big. Um, so, you know, I get to, 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 to like 12 years old. That's, um, you know, I was like, you know what I can do? Like, 
I, you know, I, I wanted to do music, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, let me, let me just do rap. You know what I mean? Because like, it's not, it's not like we can, we don't need like instruments. Like uh, we can get the beats and we can record us. So, like, like, like we could do that a little bit easier because I can just get like instrumentals and then record it. So I like started like finding kids in the school yeah, that, yeah. that, that, that like said that they wanted to rap and yeah. probably the most, there's somewhere out there. There's a, there's a horrible mixtape where I sound like, like a mouse. <laughs> um, and, um, and you know i was like all right well i'll get everybody and i'll create my own label yeah. so it's like and then i was also like i was first one to get onto like limewire so i started download i would i would look up hey um hey here's uh what i i, I wasn't there were some other kids that would do it but they would just be focused on their favorite genre yeah. i was like i don't care what, what my favorite genre is what do the people listen to so i would go and look at the top 20s this is a in the, like Early, you know, I was young. I was in middle school or high school, early high school, because I went. That business went out when everybody called on the line wire in high school. So like, I would um, I, I would look up the top charts of what's country, what people listen to country like, what people listen to rock like, yeah. all this stuff. And I would download. I would look at the track list. And I would go on the line wire and I would look up the tracks. And I would download the whole CD and I would burn the CDs and I'd have them ready. So when I came up to you, I would lead generate and I would say, "Hey man, you know, what's your name? You know, what type of music do you listen to? Oh, you listen to country music. Do you like uh, this guy? They're like, oh yeah, I like him. Like, you guys new CD? Like, no man, I really want to get him. Like, I got it for five bucks. You know what I mean? So like, I, like I at that young age, like I wasn't thinking. I was like, it might not be for me. Whereas these other kids were like, oh, I'm just gonna sell rap music. I'm just gonna sell rap music. So like it was like that. Um, um, then like later on in high school, I was like, I got a lot of like, I was like, I want to make a movie. And what's the easiest movie to make? Just like how I can record rap music, but I just got a beat and just record lyrics. I don't need a band. I don't need a big production if I can record something like Jackass. Yeah. So I can get people around me to do stupid stuff. People already want to do stupid stuff. So we came up with this thing called Donkey Dudes. So. Yeah, we, we filmed that. Um, that was when I was like 16. We did the first one and it was just doing a little stupid stuff. And we ended up doing like a one of the one of the kids' moms I knew like liked it and she like helped us put together like a little premiere thing. Yeah. We did a premiere. We made a second one. By the time the second one came out, that second one was actually pretty decent. Donkey Dudes too. Um, and um, I mean it was it was decent but it wasn't great. Um, and uh, that, by that, that time that one got released, I was like not even motivated to do it. But getting into fighting and everything, that's like the, the interviews that I did in fighting. I was always like, I'm always like thinking like the next thing. I'm like, well, you can be a great fighter, but if you're not entertaining, how are you gonna get to the next level? And I'm like thinking like, well, if I do a great interview, I'm opening other areas of opportunity. Like, okay, he interviews good. Maybe I get approached I can put that in my acting reel and yeah. and and get approached by by uh, by acting people. I could put it. I could potentially swing it like oh, I want to do pro wrestling. Yeah. And be like I want to do promos for yeah. stuff. You know. So it's like all everything that I've done and, and all the training comes in to that ten thousand hours. Mm -hmm. Like I have ten thousand hours of something yeah. of a, a bunch of stuff from the time I was or more than ten thousand from the time I was, you know, eight years old having my first lemonade stand and all these different things promotion fighting all this different stuff 
it's all kind of made a unique me, mm -hmm. it, which you see in Monday Live, which mm -hmm. comes through. And now because of that, because of all that, that stuff before, when I first came in and the people that they had to coach you, you know, the start of the brokerage, I was telling them what I was doing, they're like, okay, uh, there, nobody got it. And then now they see it. But, you know, I mean, it's di so different. How are you going to get it? But, um, but what that allows me to do is real estate is a very awkward thing with most agents. You know, they tell you, well, just go to your friends. It's like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, do you happen to know anybody that might be looking to buy or sell? And, you know, they start running away from, from, um, realtors like people run away from you know people knocking on their door trying to convert them to a religion you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so this allows me i probably i wouldn't be surprised if i were in harper county so a lot of people know me i wouldn't be surprised if i go stop at, at a grocery store or a restaurant once once i leave out of here and somebody's like hey the dude like saw that house now people come up to me and approach me because of these Monday lives and the way that everything, but that's what sets me apart. But that came from all these different things, you know, all these different things. Mostly came from fighting, but before that, you know, if it wasn't for fighting, I wouldn't have had the business. If, if before fighting the other stuff, I wouldn't have had the business mind. If it wasn't for bike racing, I wouldn't have had the drive. You know what I mean? All this stuff compounded and yeah. somehow like sprouted, and and somebody before like um that uh that <laughs> would have been like what is this guy he's like this that and the third i mean we didn't do so much we didn't even go into other areas that of, of stuff that i've done but like it, it somehow it all that that cocoon kind of hatched maybe maybe it hasn't yet maybe i'm still crazy and we don't even know what's yet to come but i know that for a fact everything has all come together yeah. to to be good you know to, to to be profitable to be to be something good yeah so yeah. that's that's like whatever course you're on wherever you're at there's not a piece there's not a day there's not a second that's not going to be used someday now you might not see it tomorrow but you're going to see it someday i guess that's i guess that's that's the lesson in in certain things in my life yeah that's cool, <laughs> and, and that's that's the uh whole part of this podcast that's why it's called i am set apart this man just explained and broke down what sets him apart for what it is that he's called to do in his life. And so I just want to applaud you, brother. Oh, thank you. Thank you for coming out. Man, Thanks for having me. This podcast, yeah, it's good seeing you again. Uh, once again, man, um, let them know where they can find you, brother. They, they love you. Um, Eddie Dowd, E-D-D-I-E-D-O-U-D. -E -D -D -E um, the last name is Dowd. Now, the last name is Dude for for most people it seems to be. Um, if you go, what's it at Eddie Dowd E D D I E D O U D on Instagram, Eddie Dowd E D D I E D O U D um, on Facebook. Um, I, I'm working on the website EddieDowdRealEstate.com. Um, not up right now, but it might be up by the time you have uh, have um, seen this. Um, and I think I have another website, but I don't know what it is. Um, 410-588-6536. I'm here, you know, whether to help with whatever. I mean, if you got a business, you know, give me a call. You know, I, if I know somebody to connect you, I love connecting people. Um, I recently on, on the, actually the music thing, I met a guy, um, uh, his name, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Baltimore. I met a guy back in, um, back when I was like in that that phase of oh i'm going to be a rap producer mm -hmm. i was like 
seventh grade or something. And uh, his name's The Prophet. He's a, he's a producer and all down in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And he was selling his tapes or his CDs at um, at uh, North Point um, North Point Flea Market in Dumbo. Mm-hmm. Um, he caught, you know, I walked by and said, Yo, you want to listen to my podcast? I'm going to put it on my head to the side. So I was like, Oh, that's cool. I got to find Stay in t- touch with him since then. Recently, somebody that I went to high school with that I never, he wasn't on my rap crew. Mm-hmm. We did, I didn't know he had any talent. I guess it came out a little bit later. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he, he's he's like put out some music and stuff like that. And, you know, I linked the two of them together and now they're like kind of like That's going cool. together. So like I had nothing to do with that, nothing really to profit, but it was like cool. Like all these things is like what I, that me, if it wasn't for me thinking that, oh, I could, you know, put people together to do rap and talking to this guy then I wouldn't be able to connect them in the future. And I don't know, who knows what can come out of that, but you know, just different things like that. So like, if you got a business, you know, if you got a why, if you got something, or if you even need something, give me a call, whether whatever it is, like, hey, you know somebody for this, you know, I may, I know a lot of people, um, so I might be able to connect you. I'd love to connect you with some of my connections. Or if you need, if you have a business that need to be connected, you know, give me a call, um, just call and, We'll talk and how can I help you? How can you help me? And that's how the world goes around. That's uh, how this this business goes around. We're in the we're in the people business. We're not in the real estate business. We're in the people business. How can I make your life better? Give me a call, 415-886-5536. And let the dude fight for you. There you go. And there you have it. This is Daryl Dixon Jr. You are now tuned into the I Am Set Apart Podcast. If you're looking for the merch and interested, please visit sadoapparel.com. That's S-A-D-O apparel.com. You will also find um, my Instagram at Sato Apparel. You can click the link in the bio for the podcast. They are free to download. If you like, subscribe, comment, and share. And until then, make the most of every opportunity. Make it a great day and try to add value to somebody else's life. Peace. Amen.